Thank you for joining us on Theology Refresh. I'm David Mathis. This is Desiring God's podcast for pastors and other leaders. We hit important theological doctrines. We want them to be useful for your everyday life and ministry. This one today, thank you for joining us. Sure, Max Stiles, author of the book, The Marks of the Messenger on Evangelism. Our topic here today is a beautiful intersection of theology and practice as we talk about evangelism. Uh, Mac, let's not assume that our listeners are sharp on their a definition of evangelism. Yeah. How would you define it for well, them? Well, I think, I think that's a good way to start because I think usually it's an emotional response, right? Evangelism tends to create this negative you know, impulse in us. Uh, and, and there's lots of ways that evangelism is kind of presented to us, usually with guilt. Like sex and evangelism, I think, are great tools to make Christians feel guilty. <laughs> but, I, but I think, you know, I, I like to start off when I think about evangelism and thinking of it in terms of privilege. It's a privilege to be a part of God's work in someone else's life. Hmm. Uh, it's an opportunity. It's a, it's, a, it's a treasure to be able to see someone become a new person, you know, to be used by God, to be an instrument in God's hands, to share the, the life-changing message of the gospel with other people. So evangelism is, is, is not just information transfer. Mm-hmm. Evangelism is uh, a... Uh, attempt to persuade or to teach the gospel message in, in, in the view of having some kind of response of faith. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of ways that evangelism has been defined badly over the years, either by results or an effect or, you know, strategy or method. But I think that little sentence most capsulates what evangelism is. Very good. So evangelism is an act at certain times, and yeah. yet it's connected to so much more, who we are yeah, and, sure. and all of life. Draw yeah. some of those connections for Well, us. I think that's where, you know, when we talk about evangelism and the message, we have to make sure we understand what the message is, you know, so the message of the gospel uh, is sometimes lost in, in, in our words. So if we're not assuming anything, we have to ask, what is the gospel? Mm-hmm. Um, and the gospel is that message from God which leads us to salvation. That's what the gospel is. And it's made up of, I like to think of it in terms of four points. Mm-hmm. Who God is, that he's holy and loving. Who we are before a holy God, uh, made in his image but broken and fallen, separated from God. What Christ has done, his work on the cross to ransom us from death. His resurrection, which has proved his perfect sinless life. Um, the, the call to us to respond to that work where our sins were placed on the cross such that we might be forgiven. So the, the response is to repent and to believe in Christ. That's, that's the gospel message, God, man, Christ response. I, you know, there's other ways to frame it, to kind of get the crystalline message of the gospel together, creation, fall, redemption, consummation. I mean, people use different ways of remembering that, but it's that crystalline message that leads us from God, that leads us to salvation. So when we think about the gospel, usually what most people think of is that which gets us saved. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it is so much more. Yes. You know, our lives, Paul said uh, in, in Galatians 2:14, he talks about his rebuke of Peter when he saw that Peter was not living in line with the gospel. Mm-hmm. So there's a sense that it's more than just the salvation message, it's a message of all of life. Mm-hmm. We live our lives, our life by the, the gospel. And by the way, you know, when Paul rebuked Peter, he was little Paul rebuking pillar, you know, the pillar of the church, Peter. Uh, and 
taking him to task for not living in line yes. with the gospel. And he did that out of his conviction that all life must be lived according to the gospel. So I, I like to say the gospel is not the ABCs of the Christian life. It's the A to Z yes. of the Christian life. I think Tim Keller talks about that. Right. It's the A to Z of the Christian life. It's a hub in which we go in and out of mm -hmm. all the time. So, Mac, how did you, you know, we talk about Christians often feeling guilty about evangelism. How did you become a guy who wrote two books on evangelism? Well, I think mostly because of all the terrible things I did to people. <laughs> I mean, the bad examples, <laughs> the bad images I had in my mind that had to be changed over years. I mean, there, there was this time when I, you know, I, I think I saw evangelism as kind of something that I, I this head of steam, you know, kind of had to get up like a train, you know, kind of, People told me to witness. They told me to evangelize. I'd feel guilty about, you know, get, get going. And then I'd, you know, oh, evangelize on someone. And it's like, oh, David, I'm sorry I, I evangelized on you. You know, you, know, I, you know, I didn't like it. They didn't like it. You know, it, they felt like a project. I felt like I was just all I, you know, I was a spew of information. That, you know, and, and after a while I realized, yeah, it's really not, that's not what, what it is a biblical understanding of evangelism. Now, now, there are times when we must boldly proclaim the gospel. There are times when the gospel is going to be offensive, you know? But I think we want, we want to think through carefully, how can we interact with people, real live flesh and blood people, in ways that doesn't create obstacles to the gospel, doesn't create barriers to the gospel, in both our communication and our lifestyle and who we are. Why, that's why we live in line with the gospel, mm -hmm. so that we have this opportunity mm -hmm. uh, in many ways to share, share the gospel. And on, on the practical level, how might uh, sharing the gospel be different, say, with your neighbor than with your waiter? Sure, yeah. Well, with, with your neighbor, and I, now I'll just brainstorm with you. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, 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 have, you have a neighbor, mm -hmm. um, and if you went to one of your neighbors around you, pick the nicest one, and you and your wife invited them over for dinner, and they've seen your twin boys. And, are they boys? That's right. You have twin boys. They see how cute they are. They're, they're going to say yes, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to come over. You're going to come over for dinner. They have a good time. You're going to talk to them. They're going to discover you're kind of normal. Mm -hmm. They ask you what you do. Well, I work with this organization called Desiring God. Oh, that's interesting. And you're looking for an opportunity. If nothing comes up, it's okay. Because in the following week, you go next door and say, we really enjoyed um, having dinner with you guys, and so glad you came over. We'd like to invite you to church with us. I mean, uh, you take them to church, right? I mean, you come home, you say, what did you all think of that? And, well, that was a little weird. We're not used to that. or you know, we're, I, I don't know. So I, I guess there's kind of a longer-term view for me mm -hmm. of neighbors, a more thoughtful interaction, uh, you know, a sense that they're going to be your friends no, no matter whether or not they come to your church. or mm -hmm. um, Whereas with, with a waiter, like... Uh, today, yes. um, when I, I didn't share the gospel with my waiter, but I, I was looking for opportunities. I you know, told him I'd write him about it. I, you know, I said, you know, he's, and he seemed really friendly and open. Mm -hmm. I didn't, there, there didn't seem to be any fence. I just, I'm looking for a way to let him know that, that the gospel has changed my life mm -hmm. radically. I'm really different. I understand where he is. Uh, but I also have seen the work of Christ in my own life, and I could tell him about that him, mm -hmm. uh, to his benefit. So I just had a you know just a minute with yeah. him. Then you have a, kind of a long time with your neighbor, right. so uh, it's just different. You, you mentioned earlier the importance of having an awareness of people around you. The, yeah. the fact that you are aware of the waiter 
yeah. today at lunch yeah. and not headed off to the next event or just engrossed Or overwhelmed in by who I'm sitting with. I mean, these great people of God, you know. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, but it, it is, it, Paul, Paul in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, kind of verses 16 uh, through 21, outlines for us, I think, really, really uh, important things about ambassadorship. It's the mm-hmm. ambassadorship passage, but he starts off, in, in verse 16 and 17, talking about how we no longer view people f- through fleshly eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we once viewed Jesus that way. So when, when people talk about Jesus being a great moral teacher, when they talk about, about Jesus being a prophet, even, they're cursing Christ with faint praise, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're seeing Christ through fleshly, fleshly ways. And, and we can do that as well. We, we can go through life, we might say nice things. But if we're not seeing other people as, as divine, you know, C.S. Lewis's comment, we've mm-hmm. never met a mere mortal. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. Mm-hmm. We all have the stamp of the divine on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all were made in the image of God. Broken, fallen, rebellious, enemies of God now. Mm-hmm. But, but, but with that potential to become new creations in Christ, which is the next verse in that passage. So, so when, we, when we're aware of people around us potentially being new creations in Christ, I think it, it lays on us more. And again, I don't, I don't want to move into guilt, but it lays on us a responsibility to see people the way God sees people. So God calls us to move out of our, uh, out of our human way of seeing people into how He sees people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So for the leaders listening to us who maybe some are practicing regular evangelism, sure. some aren't, oh, many and are. want to bring that to their people, yeah. maybe along with themselves or in yeah. addition to themselves. Any advice you'd have for, for leaders on influencing others to oh, be Oh, well, by far the most important thing for, for all leaders in all churches is to be modeling evangelism themselves. Mm-hmm. They've got to be doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can't just call people to do evangelism without doing personal evangelism mm-hmm. yourself. Uh, and and I think that uh, I think that would go along with and and coexist with good teaching on evangelism when it, when we come to it in the scripture, making sure that the gospel is always present, that we're always pointing to the gospel in our sermons and our teachings. We're, we're relating it to life, mm-hmm. so that no matter what we're teaching on, conflict in the home, uh, you know how we raise our kids, what we do with our finances, we're we're constantly calling people to the gospel. So uh, just by way of an example, when, when there's conflict in the home, let me take the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when, when there's tension, the gospel way of reconciling that is to have that view of who Christ is and what He's done. And so when, when my wife and I have encountered tension, the, the, the watchword for us is, honey, we're going to go to the foot of the cross to work this out because there is no higher ground than the foot of the cross. Um, so it, it, just the application of the gospel in your own life mm-hmm. as well. So, so you're teaching, you're modeling, and you're living it out. Very good. Would you close us in prayer for I'd, those I'd listening? I'd love to. Lord God, we are so grateful for the faithful men and women that uh, are desiring to share the good news of the gospel with their friends, their co-workers, their families, uh, those in school that they attend school with. We would pray, Father God, especially for the pastors and leaders of churches to model evangelism in their own life, 
uh, to live the gospel in their own life and to teach it well in their churches and places of ministry. We pray in Jesus' name.